Hi, my name's Clayton, and you're listening to the Isaiah 43 podcast, where we explore how God has formed us, redeemed us, and how he calls us today. Each week we will journey through scripture to understand all that God has done and what exactly his call is for our lives today. This is week 37, a Bible study week where we examine scripture and its application to our lives. Last week we had our third special guest, Mr. Abraham, on the show. We had a fantastic discussion, so be sure to check that out. Before that, however, we spent the month of September studying sin and how a Christian should respond to that. As we have now arrived to the month of October, you may be wondering what it is that we're going to be talking about. Well, that's a good question. I've gotten some requests lately, so this month we'll be answering some of the questions that many of you have either asked me to discuss or something that has been on my mind. Now, if you want to submit your questions or topics to the show that you would like for us to discuss, then please contact us at our new email address. Our new email address is isaiah43podcast at gmail.com. We hope to start doing some new things with this email, such as newsletters or weekly updates, so be sure to send us an email so we can get you on the waiting list for that. Again, the email is isaiah43podcast at gmail.com. You will also be able to find it in the description of this week's episode. Now, regardless, today's topic isn't actually a topic submitted by anyone listening. That will begin next week, but rather, this week's topic actually is something that I have had on my mind lately. That is the matter of the attributes of God, or that is to say, what are God's characteristics. I have talked to people recently who have have said that they have partaken in a Bible study that covers this topic, each one discussing these characteristics in a different way. Each person I talked to has told me that they were learning from different teachers, preachers, and theologians, so we can see from that just how wide-ranging this topic really is. Yet, we will try to keep it as narrow and simplistic as possible. Because I believe that there is one passage in Scripture that highlights the attributes of God better than any other passage. We'll get to that. But first, we must have open hearts and eager minds willing to learn. We can only truly do that through prayer. So let us pray. Father, we come before you today and we... We thank you for your many blessings, Father. We thank you that you have you've delivered us from so much spiritually, emotionally. And Lord, we just we just want to lift up hearts that are eager to learn and to grow closer to you, O oh God. We pray that wherever anybody is right now in this moment, Father, whatever they're going through, let them know that you are with them. And as your word clearly tells us, you have formed us you have created us, you have redeemed us, and you have called us by name. Now let us live the holy life that you have called us to live, Father. Please let us learn more about you through this study today. We ask that you will open our hearts and minds to be more receptive to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, let's dive into the scripture that we're going to be reading today. We'll read Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. And we'll be reading from the English Standard Version, or ESV. So again, Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving the iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Let's understand the context here. 
When we read through Exodus, this passage of scripture can easily get lost in all the other things going on. But it's important for us to pull this out and examine it. In the previous verses, God commands Moses to make two new stone tablets to write the Ten Commandments on. Because in his anger towards the Israelites in the desert, he destroyed them. We also see that right before all of this, God has allowed Moses to see God's glory as he passes by. But what about the characteristics of God? What are they? Well, they are certainly highlighted there in Exodus 34, chapter, uh, verses 6 and 7. Merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, forgiving, but just. 7. In the Bible is typically associated with God and His completeness and perfection. So we have, of course, seven different attributes of God listed out for us here. Let's talk about them for a minute. Attribute number one, God is merciful. This is the first attribute that God tells us about himself. See, before we go any further, one thing that, we, that I need to make clear is that God tells us about himself here in this verse and about who he is. If you or I walked up to someone and told them about ourselves and all of our characteristics, then one of two things are happening. You're either applying for a job or you're crazy. Yet God is telling us about himself and we don't question it because God is truth. And it is, he is who he says he is. We take him at what he says. But anyways, God is merciful. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, mercy is defined as compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. So what this means is that God could, in his great power, punish us by sending us to hell as we rightfully deserve for our sins. As the Bible teaches, the wages of sin is death. So God is merciful to us each and every day, but he is ultimately merciful as he does not want us to die, but he wants us to follow him. Now, does this mean that God is merciful to every single person and therefore nothing bad ever happens to anyone and good things never happen to bad people? No. If we just jump back a few verses to Exodus chapter 33 verse 19, God says that he will be gracious and merciful to whom he chooses. God is merciful by sending people by sending Christ to die on the behalf of his elect chosen people. But now, let us move on to our next attribute of God. God is gracious. God's grace is a gift, the unmerited favor of God. It is something that we do not deserve and could never earn. Yet in God's mercy and grace, we have been saved by the sacrifice of his son on our behalf. But again, does this grace extend to all people so all people are now saved? Well, no. Again, we look back at Exodus 33 and it tells us that God is gracious to whom he chooses. All of God's attributes are closely linked and cannot be separated from one another. But I think that God's mercy and grace are the two that are linked together the most. God must be merciful to be gracious and he must be gracious to be merciful. It is because of these two attributes that God has forgiven us and cast our sin upon his son and then cast him as far as the east is to the west. He's completely wiped it away through his blood. Now, attribute number three, God is slow to anger. God's wrath is the scariest thing in the Bible. It is the most destructive, most terrifying force in all of the Bible. Yet it is also the most holy and most controlled. God does not lash out at his children and beat them. No, no, no loving parent would ever do that. God is a good, good father. And as I have said on this show multiple times before, as indicated in Second Peter, God is patient with us because he doesn't want any to perish. God is being slow to anger is an attribute of his great love, which is the next, next attribute that we will get into. Attribute number four. God is abounding in steadfast love. We know this, don't we? 
I mean, we hear that God is love all the time by everyone. Everyone is telling us constantly that God is love, that we need to love and accept everyone despite their sinful lifestyles. Yet, as we will see, it is not loving to accept someone because of their sinful lifestyle. This is not something we can do in love. Love is much more than that. Love is selflessness and giving. This is an attribute of God that we have sort of gone over in the past in week 28. So we won't dive too deeply into that. For now, we'll jump into another attribute of God. Attribute number five. God is abounding in faithfulness. In a way, we never really think about God being faithful. We're more focused on preaching, teaching, and focusing on us being faithful to God. Now, don't get me wrong. It is critical for us to be, or crucial rather, for us to be faithful to God. But that is not the point we're talking about right now. We're talking about God's attributes, and we see that God tells us that one of his characteristics is that he is faithful. I think Charles Haddon Spurgeon has explained the faithfulness of God best when he said, quote, Great is your faithfulness, so great that there is ne- has never been an exception. Through the ages, our God has had billions of people to deal with. Yet there does not stand under heaven's cover or above the stars or in hell itself a single soul who can say that God is not absolutely faithful. No item in the list of our divine promises is unfulfilled. God remembers every promise that he has ever made, and he honors each in the experience of those who believe in him. They who trust in the Lord will find him faithful, not only in great things, but also in little things. His faintest word will stand firm and steadfast. His least truth will never grow dim. The glory of God's faithfulness is that no sin of ours has ever made him unfaithful. Unbelief is a damning thing, yet even when we do not believe, God is faithful. His children might rebel. They might wander far from his statutes and be chastened by his many stripes. Nevertheless, he says, My loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the words that have gone out of my lips. Psalm 89, verses 33-34, end quote. So as we see, God honors and remembers every one of his promises. People who put their trust in the Lord will find that he is faithful in great things and little things. But now we move to verse 7. As a reminder, let's read verse 7 again. So Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. Keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generations. That brings us to our next attribute of God. Attribute number six, God is forgiving. We know this and we understand this. We have to. Why? Well, look back at all the previous attributes that we've been studying here today. If God is merciful, if God is gracious, If God is slow to anger, if God is abounding in love and faithfulness, then he must also be forgiving. A God that holds on to our sins, dangles them in front of us and says, Hey, remember every bad thing you've ever said or thought would be a cruel and unloving God who does not deserve our worship and praise. Yet our God is all these things and so much more. God fulfills all these things that was listed before it because he is forgiving. We can partake of this faithfulness very easily. Once we are followers of Christ, we have to remember his words in Matthew that tells us, Whoever wants forgiveness must first forgive. And if he does not forgive others for the sins that they have committed against us, then our Heavenly Father will not forgive us of our sins. Oh boy, doesn't that hit home? 
It's hard to do. It really is. But God has been merciful and gracious to us. So how could we not do the same for others? If this is something that you're struggling with today, I pray that you will find, take some time to pray. Go, be alone with God. Close your door, as the Bible tells us to do, and pray that God will help you in this process of forgiveness. But before we get too deep into that, let's find out what the last attribute of God is. Attribute number seven. God is just. God will give each according to their due. We see this attested to throughout Scripture, especially in the Gospels. To the sinners, God will deliver upon them wrath and judgment by upon his, but upon his children, those who put their trust in him. God grants mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation. God is forgiving and loving, yes, for sure, but God cannot be perfect and holy like he is if he was not just. God's justice to sinners is not something that is discussed often these days anymore, but it is something that must be recognized. R.C. Sproul once explained God's justice by saying, quote, There are only two ways that God's justice can be satisfied with respect to your sin. Either you satisfy it, or Christ satisfies it. You can satisfy it by being banished from God's presence forever, or you can accept the satisfaction that Jesus Christ has made. End quote. Now, as we've reached the end of our discussion on God's attributes, we realize that so many of the characteristics of God make people uncomfortable and they simply don't want to talk about them, while at the same time we see that there are others that just want to talk about them all the time. We have to recognize that these two verses are God telling us very clearly about himself. None of these are more important than one another. They are all perfectly definite on who God is, and they are all intricately woven. You cannot take one away without completely missing who God is, and it is very important that we properly understand who the God we worship truly is. Keep dwelling on this and all the characteristics of God. And until next time, May the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless.